He's tardy to the party. He's built. Damn. Daniel. It's not that funny, but I didn't. <laughs> I literally just started taking a sip of Coke right when I didn't. Well, well we had just. Well, fuck you too. Actually, I should put like the preamble we were talking about before recording because you slid right into that Bela Lugosi and I did not anticipate it because you went straight from like, mm. I like soup to hello. <laughs> Oh That's my me, I God. like soup. Yeah, this is, I guess this is the Halloween impersonation for everyone who ever wants to pretend to be into Halloween stuff is, hello there. <laughs> you can do, you can do Bela Lugosi better than I can. Um, <laughs> well, the first time for everything. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we're t uh, today, this is Daniel's project, so I don't know why I'm introducing it. What are we talking about today, Daniel? He's fine. Um, well, uh, uh, if my impression couldn't give it away, it's uh, the mummy. Yeah, it's Count Chocula, <laughs> the most Karloff. picture. Yeah, it's Karloff. Mm -hmm. Man, you know what's actually harder to do Karloff? Because Bela Lugosi... He's really not that hard either. Well, that's the thing, because it's an English accent, but it's 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 more specific to his, like, a lot of, I, I guess more Hungarians kind of sound like Bela Lugosi. Yeah. And a bit of a wobble in the void. Yeah. When you're kind of doing Lugosi, yeah. you're also kind of doing kind of a generic... Hungarian accent that I've, I've learned from being part Hungarian and meeting other Hungarian people. A lot of them mm. do just kind of sound like Bela Lugosi, but Car not a lot of English people just sound like Karloff. Karloff is so unique to his own thing. I'm like, Hey, I should stop being so easily amused. Yeah, 1931's Dracula starring Bela Lugosi, directed by Todd Browning. Mm -hmm. Had we done Freaks before? Yes. Oh, okay, and so yes, this is have. so this makes it the uh, Todd Browning had also directed that, so this makes us our second Todd Browning movie. And according to history, it sounds like these are the only two Todd Browning movies you really have to worry about. Dude made oh, a bunch of movies, you, but these are the only ones hey, anyone cares about. So spoilers, you don't really have to worry about Dracula either. Man, I I tweeted about it while watching it again this morning. This movie is the apex of of old thing that used to scare people when Mr. Burns was a little kid, but when you're watching it now, you're like, what the fuck was wrong with people back in the day? Because this is fucking childish-ass bullshit. I mean, if you are if you have a phobia of people very slowly walking places, this movie will make you piss your pants. <laughs> you know the terrible thing? I, I, I watch this movie out every Halloween, so I've seen this movie uh, like a fucking dozens of times. I it never occurred to me until taking notes and like comparing my notes against the clock, Half of this movie takes place in one set where everyone's in the living room of like, the sanitarium place. Mm -hmm. And it's just people just... A lot of it's exposition from Van Helsing just talking about how vampires work, and a lot of it is just, like, Renfield showing up threatening everybody. And it just every, everything else is everyone just kind of sitting down, just kind of staring at the moon and shit like that. It's just like, oh, that's like half the fucking movie. Is yeah. just that one long extended I'm, scene of just everyone. You can totally tell this movie was I mean, based any, on a play. Oh. Anytime you you can go back to any time I've talked about gonna eventually do this movie and listen to what I said. And I, I've always said I know it's gonna be boring. Yeah. I know I probably picked the boring, most boring one for last, which in some ways is good. I'm glad I didn't watch this one first because yeah, I would have been like, I don't know if I'm gonna do any other Universal monsters. Yeah. What? What ones have we done before? We've done both Frankensteins. Um, yes. Well, we did the original Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. Last year yes. we did The Invisible Man. Yeah. Did we do The Wolfman? Yes. God, we really did. We did... I think we may be missing... We didn't do, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon, but... 
No. Um, which is a little bit of a shame. Well, it's actually you're not missing that much, but there is a, the hottest lady, isn't that? She's totally <laughs> Jennifer Connelly of the 1950s. It's actually kind of impressive how much she is just like a cartoon human female in that movie. But mm. uh, yeah, Dracula. This is the definitely the worst one to end off with because it's <laughs> it's the first one. It's the first sound movie, sound horror movie ever. And there's no music, Oof. and there's Oof. barely any dialogue, and it's it's an, like an hour and 14 minutes of just quiet hissing on the TV because no one's talking, and it's like Bela so, Lugosi like ha- standing in a bush. So allow me to spin you the web of story of how I watched this. Oh no! It's it's nothing. No, it's nothing. That's with your dick it's in your just... hands and a gun mm-hmm. in the other hand. The I love scowl your face. Yeah. Uh, no, I was at work, and I was doing tedious shit again, so I was like, I know this is going to be boring and slow, so I'm going to put it on so I can at least listen to it to get an idea of what Oh, I'm no! And I kind of half-watched it as I was doing stuff and yeah. listened to it, and I was like, man, this is... The lack of music is just... Did you put it on double speed at just, least? Poof! No. Because this, you um, can actually get a... Like, yeah. Oh, just hold on. Okay. Uh, the lack of music is this. I feel like it's, it really hurts this movie. It feels like so an I, unfinished I, movie, yeah. I did a, I did a Google search to see if anybody had like there were some good compositions for this movie that like maybe a fan or something had done. Well, because it like, is practically oh. a silent film, it makes sense that somebody could have written their own yeah score to this yeah. movie. Yeah, and I was like, oh, somebody did make a, a score for this back in the early two thousands or whenever. Oh, who is it? Oh, no, it's Philip Glass. Oh no! I hate Phil of Glass. Because it is. Bill, all... have you have you yeah. have you uh, have you listened? Have you watched that version? I've tried twice, and it's all like. So the, if if anybody hasn't, here is the music for Phil of Glass's Dracula. It's Philip Glass up the ass. I was going to say that you—that's that's half of everything Philip Glass has ever wrote for anything. Yeah. No mood. He sets no moods for any of the scenes. There's no themes for the characters. It's. Fucking terrible, even by Philip Glass standards. It would be it was, kind of interesting. It made the it yeah. made the movie more boring. Yeah. Oh, more. I could see that making more droning. Just like yeah. like the sh- world shitty hypnotist. I couldn't get I couldn't get through it with that. Oh, man. I think I got about two thirds before I was like. Ugh. It's pretty bad. It, we're not talking just, about a lot. Like, we're talking about a movie that's barely over now. Like long. places there should have been musical stings. There weren't. It was just. It just felt like somebody was. Got high and was like, man, I wonder if we can sync up Phil Glass with Dracula and tried and it didn't work. It would be interesting then, if someone hired an actual like film composer, like a John Williams or somebody to do that to actually yeah, do the score. Who that's what knows I was how hoping to goose for. a production like this? Um, yeah, but yeah, Phil, not Philip fucking Glass. They got you know Phil Glass is great if you're like some kind of NPR schmuck. You're like, oh, how classy they got Phil Glass. But it like mm-hmm. it's not helping. It, yeah, it's not helping the production along. It's just they got hired the gay for hired the gay hired the guy for name for name value, but not for like what he can do. Like the actual execution. Well, I mean, so if you so okay uh, so and then I I watched it and took notes at one and a half speed. Which if you're gonna if you haven't watched this movie and you're gonna watch it one and a half speed, yeah. it, it it takes away nothing and improves everything. And so I watched that with the notes, and then today at work I was like, eh, maybe I'll put it on and listen to the commentary as I do stuff. And good fucking pretentious Mike, these assholes 
I couldn't get through the ah! so there there. I, I listened to oh. a bit of the three tr the track number three or, or that's audio the one track I've three, listened which, to which, yeah which isn't that bad but the other guys oh my that fuck, guy that I've dude. never actually made it through that back it's, it's track shit. number four yeah yeah he starts it off by being like and we see here how far superior this version is to the Spanish version oh the Spanish and he's version talking about like the duality of bullshit. man Orson, to quote Orson Welles it's, blah 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 and like, and it's why like, do you have to shit talk the Spanish version just talk about this version but he, oh he goes on and he's just he's farting and smelling him the entire time just huffing him he's sitting here with his fart jar just constantly doing lots of work it was it's, so talking about how amazing this movie is and I'm like yeah. Oh, you, you film historians, shut the fuck up. You don't. I, no, stop Which it. Which is a shame because actually, this is. We're watching the version of Dracula that was on the Universal Blu ray box set that came out like in like 2012. They just reissued it as a 30 disc box set with like all of the Universal horror movies, or, like all the werewolf sequels, all the mummy sequels, and stuff like that just earlier, uh, just like a month ago here in 2018. And, but yeah, they kept all the commentaries and stuff, which is a shit. Most of the commentaries on these movies are fucking hilarious. There's one guy who does, like, commentary for, like, The Mummy and... No, Creature of the Black Lagoon, and he does also does the commentary for uh, The Wolfman. And that dude is mm -hmm. super working class, like, hey, what what's this shit? <laughs> like, he's got <laughs> this great sense of humor. And um, if, unfortunately, also, the worst of these movies gets... Uh, David J. Skull, he did the one okay commentary. But the mm -hmm. other guy, I don't know why the fuck. I don't know if this guy has nudes of someone who works at Universal right now, and that's like what <laughs> oh, kind of black the, man the material point, he's got. But like the part, the part where Dracula walks through the spider webs. Oh and no! Does him? And the guy goes, you know, you see Dracula walk through the spider webs, but it happens off screen. And nowadays they they'd have some special effects where you get to see him walk through the spider webs. But yeah. it's it's far more scary for it to happen. The other commentator screen. says like, exactly the same thing too, and that's really? like. Maybe it was that guy. Yeah, because... I, I just heard that and I was like, ugh, fuck. <laughs> that assholes. is one thing with all film historians. Not all, but mo especially when you're talking about old stuff like this where somebody will, like... They'll have to be some kind of special effects or editing cheat because, you know, they couldn't do what you could do do today with CGI. And they're always like, this is way more effective than it ever could be with today's special effects. And I'm like... Uh, not it's not just unique to this scene or this film, but like a whole bunch of shit. They're like, it's so much better when you can see the seam and the zipper on the dude's back of his monster outfit. <laughs> They're always like, yeah, the, you can see the the puppet rods of the monster. Yeah. Like that could be charming. Don't get <laughs> and, me wrong, and, I love that I'm shit sure. too, but like. It's not more I'm effective inherently. Yeah. I'm sure at some point during this thing that they're like, yes, I didn't, you know, nowadays they'd use a real bat, but I prefer this fat cotton ball <laughs> and a string. When you see the string, you know that was really there, and it's not quite so terrible as <laughs> an actual. Actually, yeah, it's, it's just no. <laughs> it's just bad. Um, especially. I mean, the best special effect in this movie is a bee that comes out of a coffin. Well, we get that a little later, but. Oh my god! Uh, so I, I've I've kind of watched it, this movie three times, and it's it's the least of the movies I should have watched three times. There's nothing here. Uh, like no. it's it's I really it is all it is. Dracula comes to town. Uh, a bunch of people talk in a room. <laughs> that for was my favorite minutes. '80s movie, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dracula comes to town. Yeah. <laughs> it's in takes place in spring break in Miami, Florida. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Dracula gets chased into a basement, stabbed to death in the last three minutes of the movie. That's all that happens in this movie. 
Um, mm -hmm. man, yeah, there's... I, uh, I should also note that I had some feedback. Uh, we got some feedback from our one and only listener uh, about the thing last week. Maybe I'll save that for the end of the podcast? Yeah, Since sure. we're already pretty knee-deep into talking Keep about him in Dracula. Suspense. Yeah. Since we are pretty much just talking to him, we get his reward for listening to one more episode of this bullshit is us reading off his email that he sent to us about trivia about the thing, which we talked about last week. Oh mm -hmm. my god, but yeah, Bram Stoker, not Bram Stoker's Dracula, that's another Dracula. That's a different shitty That's Dracula another movie. shitty Dracula, that's, which I, again, that's a movie I love, but I do agree, it's got some fucking problems. In the mm -hmm. same way Rocky Dennis and Mask had some facial problems. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's almost unwatchable. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Bram's no, it's a fucking No, actually, you know, Bill, actually, today I was like, eh, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I saw that movie in the early 90s, so I was an early teenager. Oh, Bram Stoker Dracula? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm going to look up some YouTube clips of it. And there was one titled, like, Epic Opening to Bram Stoker's Dracula. And I watched it and I was like, this motherfucker thinks this shit is epic? He stabs, epic, a, yeah. he stabs a cross and blood pours out of it. <laughs> Which, to be fair, that is more than anything that happens in this movie, the 1931 Dracula, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I do like when Gary Oldman, he freaks out, and he's, like, swearing in Romanian, and he stabs mm. it, but, yeah. man, Winona Ryder's fucking ghastly in that movie, and, of course, everyone makes fun of, uh, Bill and Ted being all like, hey, all for England. Yeah, if Dracula's it wasn't for, if it wasn't, my wife. If it wasn't for Wyona and Keanu, it might have been an okay It went exactly. It went, and even then, it would have been like kind of a failed, it, 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 an interesting but failed effort. But yeah, they single-handedly sink that fucking. Mo it's amazing how badly they fucked up that movie. I mean, I, I'm sure they beat that, it like a pinata. That shit sold a lot of episodes of Fangora, I'm sure, but that's yeah. about it. Oh, especially yeah, anyone who was jerking off to Winona Ryder at the time. Oh, Jesus. Uh, no, you, like you, I, like you don't have any expertise on that subject. Oh no, I'm not saying, but like, like <laughs> but even then, like the whole, she'd only been known for like Heather's and Beetlejuice then. So it was even before like Winona mm. Ryder had become much of a like it's before she really became the Gen X sweetheart. Mm. Um, but that that was yeah. But hey, it's Dracula. It starts with Swan Lake. Ah, uh, that's another, this is another thing that like half of the other Universal uh, monster movies from the 30s do. It's like they all start with fucking Swan Lake. And, mm. Yeah. Because, because, because the story of a lady who gets turned into a swan, and then the bad guy tricks the prince into swearing his love to an evil swan, so then they both kill themselves in the lake by drowning themselves. Are you suggesting totally applicable to Dracula? This is this is the sound uh, the the sound era of movies. They're their first time of just like taking a piece of music without understanding the context and just putting it on it, because it sounds pretty. I don't care what it came from. Would you put these mm -hmm. on here? No, especially yeah. because they keep on recycling this. Like, it's the... Like, I think they... Do they reuse this for the mummy? They use this for a couple other movies. Like, yeah, it's... it's hey! It's, the back before, of the drawing they use at the start looks cool. Yeah, before I forget... Um, looks like a cookie. Because I didn't take notes for, for this thought, but I thought this while I was watching it. I thought... I can see where Edward was totally inspired by this shit. <laughs> yeah, because it, it no, looks yeah. it feel, it's a more competent Edward movie. Oh no, it's a terrible because Edward was like what twenty years after this? Yeah, twenty five years after this. Jesus. And there's there's uh, a carriage and people are just fucking shaking the shit out of it. Yeah. And they got they got to reach ton bef so, uh, town before sundown. Uh, 
because that lady who's reading inside the Carrie's voice is making all of their ears bleed and they want to get away from it. Oh my god, she's she's like the daughter of the the, the guy who owns the studio. Mm. Uh, which I guess Universal Studios at the time was uh, run by the Lemley family. And I, supposedly they were one of the most uh, nepotistic families in 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 Hollywood history where like everyone at Universal Studios was like one of the Lemleys like in terms of like you know heading the studio and stuff like that mm-hmm. and they were always trying to squeeze their kids into movies and shit and people talk about how oh the first spoken words in any non-silent horror film ever were, is this this lady it's the daughter of the studio owner we're already talking about how this is not a good movie and this is already a not good start to this not good movie where they <laughs> The Borgo passes the things. <laughs> and she looks like an Animaniacs character because she's got the big glasses and everything like that. It's just like, this is the first foot forward that this movie puts and it. It's already putting it in shit. So, but yeah, they need to get to town. There's a dude with a giant mustache being like, we have to get to town because son Dracula vampire thing will happen soon. So- they, yeah. they get to the village, and everybody's super stoked to see everyone, even this British dude who they've never met before. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, no, keep my luggage on there. I'm going on to Corville Pass and meet Count Dracula. And everybody's like, fuck, Dracula? Do Dracula's castle? The castle? The castle of Count Dracula? The strong man Dracula? is upset. <laughs> <laughs> No, you put that. This goes on for five minutes. The guy just keeps reiterating. There's Dracula. You're going to Dracula. Castle? Dracula. It's a whole town of nothing but fat Marios from the Super Mario Super Show. <laughs> All of the same giant mustache. And there's one that guy in particular. I guess he owns the bar or tavern that he's tra- that, 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 that they're uh, uh, letting passengers off at. Yeah, and this goes... And this goes on, as long as we're talking about this bit, the actual thing in the movie ha- <laughs> takes like three times longer. Exactly what you said. Just, yeah. So one of, the, one of the pretentious things the, the second guy said was, and in the Spanish version, there's a lot more to this scene, and it doesn't get to the action as fast as this version. I'm like, you oh call this God. getting to the action? What the That's fuck? That's supposed to be a benefit? Like, like <laughs> Jesus Christ. So then, um, I the entire time we've been talking about this, there's been one shot of the or the <laughs> mustachio guy just like pointing at fucking <laughs> dudes like, "Don't go to Castle Dracula." And he says he takes the form of wolves and drinks blood. But he's like, "Ah, hey, don't worry about me. I gotta go." And some old Romanian lady's like, "Here, three weddies across for your mother's sake." And he leaves town, and everybody's like weeping openly that the stranger they just met is this leaving. Fucking asshole! <laughs> it's just yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess they could be where he could come back as a vampire, but like, it's just the melodrama here. That's that's really what it is. It's not actual drama. It's fucking cartoon melodrama. It already seems like a Melbourne's parody of itself. Yeah, which and, it's because it's so just heightened and goofy. Yeah, and then in the castle, this fuckers are opening their coffins in the most awkward way possible, like it's the taking dirty ta- ass Mr. Plank of basements. <laughs> well, yeah, and they're taking their right arm and reaching awkwardly over. You can't yeah. see them do it, but you can see them. Their right arm come out of the left side of the coffin and wiggle their fingers like, eh, eh, yeah. and then open it. It's, and then, it's, hey. Yeah. Did they make a tiny coffin for a book? <laughs> well, it's funny, because, like, the, the, uh, the, you just spent five 
five minutes of film time building up like the horrors of this castle Dracula. All these vampires live there. Dracula with all his brides. And you did this whole slow push in into this creepy, shitty-ass, fucking random-ass basement that doesn't look like anything good at all. Uh, and then you just intercut that with there's a possum, and then there's a bee <laughs> living in its own mini baby B-sized coffin! <laughs> which I thought that... There's, this movie is slipshot enough that, like, there's well, you other know, stuff they could have spent time and money on, but no, someone sat down and said, we need to have, like, a thumb-sized coffin for a bee to come out of. Well, you know when this movie came out in the theater, since somebody saw that bee coffin for the first time, they screamed, oh, they screamed. and shit themselves. Yeah, they screamed and fainted, and, like, the police had to come, and they had to clear out the theater because someone died. This is... This and then is... they, just, they were just incoherent, being wheeled out of the theater, saying, did the, did the bee make it itself? Who made the coffin? <laughs> just the logic of why anyone would make a bee coffin was as frightening as anything else. And does that mean that it, bee was undead? Well, that's what I'm wondering. So that's that like because it's waking up with the vampire. So is it like a vampire bee buddy? Like what the hell's going on here? Is there like are these like the brides of uh, Dracula? Like Disney princesses where they have their own they, animal vampire animal va- uh, uh, fucking uh, accomplices and shit? Do his it's, brides just have nothing to do? So they're like, guess we'll make another bee coffee. <laughs> we got no friends. No one else is willing to come up and hang out with us except for the bees and the possums. And this other thing, like, did they not have enough money? Or resources to get like rats and flies, so I, they decided. You know, well, in, a possum kind of looks like a rat. In modern <laughs> cinema, they wouldn't have bothered with bee coffin, which I Ew. think would really take away from the scene. This movie's so much more effective with the vampire bee than it would have been <laughs> without the fucking vampire bee. Because who would put a vampire bee in a movie? These and days? and also, the first time you see Dracula in the background, you just hear like a squeaking rat, like. Yeah. Spooky? <laughs> and I and mean, does, does, does Dracula also have a dog that's chewing on a squeaky toy just off screen? I mean, it doesn't help that this movie... I, this movie's less scary than a Cheerios commercial. And like, you know, I, like, I, why is Bella Gosey's spooky face like he just sharded in his pants and he's hoping nobody will notice the smell? Yeah, I know the idea is that he's supposed to be staring at the hearts of the audience as the camera pushes in. And they've got, like, the shoebox lighting on his eyes, so he's extra creepy. But he does look like he's trying to decide if he can make it to the bathroom without shitting his <laughs> pants or not. Like, or yeah. if he's just gonna drop trowel right there and just, like, go in the Like, as he looks... And, well, that's the thing. Bela Lugosi has one real intense Dracula face, and it's one thing where, like, one eye's a little bit more closed than the other, so he looks a little maniacal. But that mm-hmm. also can be easily read, read as confused or shocked or surprised at something that he's thinking about. And so, yeah, it's... Oh my god, this movie's already <laughs> And then the castle outside! That's the other thing, everyone, like, Pop Culture was built up Castle Dracula as being, like, nowadays, when you think about Castle uh, Dracula, you think of, like, some kind of giant Castlevania-sized edifice. Or, like, you know, some kind of giant thing with all these, like, towers and and ramparts and things, and, like, there's a, it's backlit by the moon, and there's lightning and bats and stuff. And this, it's a tiny little stone lodge! Uh-huh. And, like, all you see of it, except, except, we're gonna see the main hall in a bit, and that's actually cool. That actually kind of lives up to the hype a little bit. But this fucking shitty-ass basement, <laughs> it's all dirty and candy wrappers and shit, and there's, like, three coffins that are not, like, you think they'd be up on a pedestal or something? No, they're just kind of randomly tucked. They're just strewn all over the place. Like, it's, it is a fucking Mr. Plinkett basement. It's fucking nasty, but not in the scary nasty way that they're trying to pull it, make it seem as. It's just, like, unkempt and funky. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, 
and are t- these are some white trash ass vampires. <laughs> yeah, and then uh. the wolf howls, and he slowly climbs the stairs and to go pick up the wiener dude. And, <laughs> oh, uh, there's also a note here. The Blu-ray makes a point of pointing out that uh, the, sh- the the big the money shot of you know uh, we were just joking about how terrible it looks, uh, how. Uh, you know, the money shot pushing into Legosi's face, you know, the first mm-hmm. big reveal of Dracula. It's actually off-center because the director was so careless that he didn't realize uh, because it was Todd Browning, he came up, he made a whole bunch of uh, silent films, and this is his first silent film, or his first talkie film. He didn't realize that part of the image would get cut off by the soundtrack, the little actual mm. magnetic strip that on the side of, on the right side of the picture. So, actually, it's way offset. You'd think Dracula's office is supposed to be in the middle of the frame, but he's offset because the guy lined up the shot incorrectly. And just kind of like, there's just lots of little weird things in this movie. <laughs> I'm, sure, it's just... I'm sure the other dude is like, and in the Spanish version, this <sighs> is actually centered properly, but it doesn't show that Dracula's off skew with Which the is rest funny, of the most world. People, most hardcore uh, universal nerds talk about how the, sci- the, the Spanish version is supposed to be way better than this, and I've seen a bunch of clips. I have it, it came with the, the, the universal box set that, that we're watching this, this, this version off of. And from what I've seen, everything looks better. Uh, like they talk about how, well, even Universal Monster horror fans always talk about like if you go back and watch the original Dracula, you have to understand like they didn't have music scoring yet. The camera was tied down because you know they were still using silent film cameras. But like you watch the Spanish version, the camera's flying around and doing all kinds of crazy shit. Like it's doing all this shit that this version of the movie doesn't do. And so yeah. fuck that guy who's talking about the Spanish version is somehow worse. Uh, fucking... Oh, God, yeah, so, anyway. But yeah, Dracula walks up the stairs to talk to Wiener Dude. Well, and he gets hucked off his carriage and his bag just thrown at his feet, because fuck that Oh, guy. yeah, there's a whole thing about how... Because the Wiener Dude's gonna go meet... He's gotta meet uh, Dracula's carriage, but Dracula's already there. This mm-hmm. is the thing that, I guess, is, like, it's from the book that, like, a lot of movies try to incorporate, is the idea that Dracula is... Evol- I guess because Dracula has no help. He just is him and his wife. He's completely self-sufficient. So yeah, he's in. He, he's driving the carriage. It's Lugosi in the carriage, which does kind of like make you wonder how. Uh, uh, little Mister Wiener doesn't recognize Dracula again in five minutes when he meets the actual yeah. Dracula at his house. But yeah, Dracula just stares at him when the guy tries to get into his carriage and is all like, "Put your bags here." But yeah, yeah the border will pass. Mm-hmm. So off they go to the matte painting castle. Yeah, totally. And everything's really bumpy, probably because for whatever reason the driver turned into a bat and is just hanging out (laughs) among the horses. And by a bat, you mean like a piece of crepe paper on a wire? It's yeah. terrible. So it's Dracula like, I can steer better when I'm a bat? Is he showing off? Because, like, <laughs> he's not trying to hide the fact that he... Oh, yeah, and when the character pulls Look up, there, there's I no can driver do. in uh, the... Uh, uh. It's funny. Again, this is another thing. You can, you can imagine people fainting in the audience when seeing this in 1931. Now we're just like, what? What was so scary then? We're just like, what the fuck is this bullshit now? But anyway. <laughs> it's yeah, silly. Mr. Wiener shows up at the castle. The door mm-hmm. opens. It's a shit show. There's cobwebs everywhere. Dirt on the ground. Bat puppets on strings. Armadillos. Armadillos? Armadillos? Welcome again. to Transylvania, where we have armadillos? <laughs> like, was this taking place in the, like, fucking the American Southwest? Like, what the... F- 
I don't even know you can get armadillos in LA. Did they just raid a zoo and grab whatever animals they could find? From them? And like, I don't even like at least like you, like you said possums. You could think, well, okay, maybe they could, couldn't get rats, but like. It's fucking weird. But I do, the combination of this set and obviously half of its matte painting does look what you think this movie should look like. It's the one part of the film that actually lives up to what you think the original Dracula is going to look like. Yeah. Everything else in this movie is looks like, it doesn't look like shit, but like like I said, the only other part of uh, Dra Castle Dracula you see is the fucking basement and it's fucking garbage. No, there's the but room where they sign the contract. Well, that seems to be like right at the top of the steps in the but like uh, yeah, but that, then, that and, that's well, cool and, too. But yeah, yeah. And then Dracula's there, and he slowly <laughs> walks down the stairs. <laughs> that's the so theme that happens when, at all. <laughs> when real. when Dracula and the stagecoach coast got back to the castle, did he like hurriedly run up the stairs and then uh, turn around Presumably and come back out so he can slowly <laughs> walk down all dramatically? <laughs> he's slightly out of breath, like 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 kind of like patting himself with a, like a, with a napkin, just going. Whew. Okay, now I gotta pretend to be a different guy. And it was like shaking it out. I was like, okay, I'm not the carriage guy, and now I'm Dracula. And yeah, he slowly walks down the steps. Like, the, the he's hasn't swept or mopped in this place forever because the grand staircase is divided. There's this giant spider web that covers from, it's from the floor to ceiling that's like, literally, it's like a 50-foot spider web that yeah. he just magically walks through. And that, this is the thing we were talking about in the commentary where the guy's like, well, today they would use a digital effect and... But it wouldn't be as effective as cut as as the film as it is now when the the film cuts away and lets you complete the transition in your own mind. Like no, it's just a fucking doofy editing trick. Like you can do this on fucking YouTube. Mm -hmm. Fucking yeah. So he and is yeah. Dracula. <laughs> he bids you welcome. And then a wolf is like Arr! outside. He's like children of the night. What music they make? Yeah, and, and he... Wiener guy's just like uh, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. After he walks through the web, he's got to use his cane to get him out of the way. Yeah, because they then do the, the same trick again of Dracula walks back through the web without going through it. But yeah, somebody pulls a spider puppet on a string up a wall. <laughs> it is some yeah. fucking carnival magic. And it it, is, it, yeah. Dracula's a, a spider spinning his web with the unsuspecting fly. The blood is the light, Mr. Renfield. See, because what Dracula is doing to this guy is spinning his web to catch him. Did you get it? Oh, I didn't get it. Ah, uh, yeah, you That's see, there's layers. Writing. There's layers to this. And also, then Dracula lays a clutch of eggs right there on the steps, which extra horrifies this <laughs> <laughs> now they go up to the cleaner part of his castle. Should, yeah, this it, is actually yeah. The, this is the part where he actually I, I will, sometimes. I will give the movie the, the this it, the sets even though it's earlier look a lot better than Frankenstein's sets that look like a, a, a yeah I a elementary school drama class made them. Yeah, there was a thing. I think Frankenstein was just more intentionally going for like German, uh, uh, German yeah. expressionism, which was intentionally a little cartoonier and stuff. But yeah, this is more just flat up, just trying to look like an old castle. It's not trying to be like, oh, kooky angles, Tim Burtony or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. but, and then yeah. Dracula takes Renfield's hat and coat, and we get to watch him walk away, and we get to watch <laughs> Renfield walk to the table, sit down. Look around, and we don't want to miss a moment of this hot action. This is one of those things where you realize this is not that long, and this is not that long after where people were amazed to see a movie about people like walking out of a door mm -hmm. or seeing a train move. 
Yeah. And so this is like so this is like action packed watching a guy get his coat taken. I've and never seen a man a walk before. Oh my god, yeah. And again, coat. there's something to be said. I love I love slow paced atmosphere in a movie. I, I if if anything I'm more I'm more on the side of this where take your time and set the mood rather than like you know not not everything needs to be Fast and the Furious high speed mm-hmm. cutting every ten seconds. But oh my god, yeah. It says Renfield tells Dracula, at least for the Abbey in London, is all set up and shit. It just needs his old John Hancock on the lease sign right here. Old Renfield's gonna make bank this. (laughs) 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 And Dracula's pecking like only three boxes. (laughs) Um, Interesting reading there, Bella. Yeah. Bamba doesn't actually have too many lines, especially after no. this. There's the scene where he meets everyone at the opera, and that's kind of the last real dialogue he has. Yeah, until he has he kind of gets into a yeah. shit match with Van Helsing later. Yeah, but that's those are kind of the three big scenes: is this the opera and Van Helsing yeah, yelling at, and that's you it. know, yeah, it keeps it mysterious. Yeah, <laughs> but he does just look. I think Bela Lugosi's uh, performance of this movie is, if anything, is kind of underrated these days because people make so much fun about it. But it's hard to watch and not laugh at it because it's so like it's so much the cartoon music, and he's always smiling and he's always got those lips and just be like, "Hello," and so many pauses in and between every word and everything another, like that. It's, another yeah. thing that I think our modern sensibilities don't really. Uh, let me not notice is this motherfucker is scrawny as shit it's i know his head is very large but it's hard to take his the rest of his frame and be like that's an intimidating presence when he's so so wee are you suggesting he's just a lollipop and a tuxedo threatening Mm, that is what i'm (laughs) suggesting no, and there's the actually his height's gonna become an issue later. We'll get to that, but mm. yeah, but yeah, he's not very. I, again, it's Dracula. He has magic powers. He doesn't have to be a huge dude, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just yeah. But that's, I re- guess that's one thing Karloff did have over Lugosi was literally like he was something tall like you guys. So. Yeah. Then they talk about how Lugosi always claimed that he was fr- he was the one who they approached first to play Frankenstein. Which a lot of people these days are kind of like, I don't think so, probably not. And, like, there's claims that there was, like, makeup tests with Lugosi and some kind of version of the Frankenstein makeup. Uh, mm-hmm. That I guess was... Uh, the few people who claimed to have seen it said it was so bad it was, like, comically terrible. Yeah. But even then, I'm kind of wondering if it ever got that far. Because, yeah, why would you... He's so tiny. Like, you've, especially if, like, Karloff wasn't... Maybe they didn't find Karloff until later. But, like, Karloff... Like, uh, of course, our, like, you know, what we think of uh, Frankenstein is big, tall Karloff. So it's funny yeah. to think they would have ever considered, like... A dude his, who's as tall as, like, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. Bela. so... So, uh, Renfield stabs himself with a paperclip, because he's How an idiot. How do you do that? In the Spanish fucking, version, the guy's cutting a piece of bread and cuts his thumb. At least that makes sense. But, yeah, the guy who... He, like, he really guts himself with that paperclip, too. Yeah. And Dracula is into what he is bleeding. He, st- takes, but he spent five minutes coming over the walking across the room, but he is all like, whoa. But then he says, oh no, because the cross falls that the lady gave him. He's like, ah, it's so Silently recoils. Ah, shit. He hates tacky jewelry so much. But the way he recoils, too, there's, he has no fucking game. He's just totally like, Wah! he throws his hands over his head. And I'm surprised, I'm surprised he, he, didn't, like, he didn't scream and dive under the bed. It's, it's that kind of thing, yeah. Oh my god, then he offers some wine, because he does not drink. 
a vine. Mm-hmm. But that shit's good. It makes a light beam come across Dracula's face. It's so damn good. And then Dracula's like, I'm going to go. Peace out. And leaves. And now we get to watch Renfield get all wheelie wobbly as Dracula's brides come in. A bat puppet God. bounces around. <laughs> Renfield faints. The brides approach. And Dracula's there and he moves his hands at them. They back I up. And he slowly goes towards Renfield's body. Very homoerotically. Mm. I guess also Renfield's, I guess his crucifix has disappeared in the last, like, three minutes, I guess. I don't know what's going on, but... Yeah, Dude, this crucifixes is... Crucifixes only work if Dracula can see them. If he could just throw a napkin over the crucifix, would that render it well, null that, and presumably void? Presumably, because Dracula, th at least this version of Dracula, he didn't give a shit about that crucifix until it fell in front of his eyes. I was, it was, it's not like it hadn't existed. Yeah, exactly, like... It's like it's only when he can feel shame about what the crucifix with <laughs> when only he can feel the shame of baby Jesus' eyes watching him. That's when he loses his powers, I guess. It's not. Yeah. It's not that, Bill. He just really hates the, the a lowercase t. I'm sure that's a joke. Was <laughs> He's all for capital letters. He's just like yeah. some kind of weird thing. Oh mm -hmm. my god. But yeah, this movie, at least, and this is the terrible thing, we're getting towards the end of the good stuff in this movie, too. This is, we're, we're making oh. fun of this stuff, but this is like the highlight of the film, all the stuff uh, we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really moving right now. That'll stop here soon. Yeah, we're about uh, 18 minutes in, and this is, yeah, then, like I said, the whole middle part of the movie, not even really the middle, it's like the whole last half of the movie is just like, burr. Yeah, and then aboard the Vista, bound for England. The toy boats. The toy boats. <laughs> it's always like a toy boat. Toy boat, toy boat. And then a storm's causing the shit to be all crazy. It's crazy as Renfield is now. And he's like, Master, the sun is gone. I wonder, it wasn't until watching it this time uh, for the podcast, I got to thinking about because this guy, uh, the, the guy playing Renfield is named White Fry. We've mm -hmm. seen him before because he played uh, Frank Dr. Frankenstein's assistant in the, the first Frankenstein movie. Mm. And in that he was, I, I don't think he's hunched back, but he's definitely kind of like, I think he's got, like, a gimp leg or something like that, so he's kind of, like, walking on a little bit like a hunchback. And how Redfield addresses Dracula in this movie after he's been turned into a vampire. Master! Master! I kind of wonder if that's kind of, like, a big part of the Igor thing, mm. because uh, Igor, in, in pop, you know, popular canon, is just, like, you know, he's a hunchback who's always like, oh, yes, master. But, like, you know, there's never an Igor in the Frankenstein movies that sounds like that, but... Renfield in this movie sounds like that, and he kind of played. I think his character's name in Frankenstein was Fritz. There is an yeah. Igor that's played by Bela Lugosi in a later Frankenstein movie, but it's funny that like okay, so they took the name of that character with the Yes Master of Dwight Fry in this scene that we're watching now, with like the fact that he was kind of a hunchback in another movie, and somehow all that got compiled into the Igor that we know in pop culture, which doesn't seem to have ever existed in any of the universal monster movies as we know Igor to be, but this is, anyway, so this is me just pointing out that uh, that, that one thing. Um, and also, I, he, I he does a good job in this this role, though. This he's probably the, the best part of the movie. Yeah, in terms of, like, he's got the most comical, not comical, but the most, like, entertaining performance. Yeah. Um, so th this, so this, Dracula and Frankenstein all came out within the same year. Uh, Frankenstein came out just, like, eight months after this movie did, 1931. 
And, yeah, be, like I mentioned before, Dwight Fry, the guy playing Renfield, was in both movies. And <laughs> because of these two movies, he got so devastatingly typecast, he could barely find work again after these two movies. He showed up in a bunch of stuff, but he was usually just bit parts in other uh, horror movies. And he eventually just had, wound up having to quit acting because of his being in these two movies eventually. And just like ten years after this movie came out, he just dropped dead on a, a fucking like L.A. bus. Uh, he was like working as a toolmaker for the war effort during World War II, and he just dropped dead. Just yeah, he the, this this the, the these horror movies just killed his career because especially especially with Renfield because he's so like yeah that everyone else just like he, everyone just assumed that's the only thing he could do, and so which is funny because it's not like it's a masterful performance because he is just like especially when he goes crazy. He just spends half the movie going, just like with his gritted teeth, and it's just like, oh, if you're gonna get, that's 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 it, because it sounds like he's crying, laughing. That's one of the other things the commentary talks about, like his evil laugh has haunted generations. I'm like, I don't know if you call it evil or haunted, more just like, what the <laughs> fuck is, is that supposed to be like, yeah, like a back the throat goo? He sounds more like goofy than he sounds like <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, okay, that's enough about Dwight Fry. Yep, so, uh, Dracula, yeah, uh, he wants Dracula to keep his promise, but that when they get to London, he'll get lives, not human lives, but small ones. Dracula just, stares at him because <laughs> that's what he does hell and he's just staring at him in disgust it almost looks like they took footage from an entirely different scene because he's just like Bleh. so dracula goes up on deck looks at all the sailors and is like yum yum and Delish. then mm -hmm, the boat comes to dock everybody's dead the captain's all dead tied to the wheel and shit. he walks up to the deck and he just says hello gentlemen i see food and they're like what he's like get it because you guys are all food nice Mm. All I see is food. And they're mm -hmm. like, wait, what? <laughs> they just eat so mm -hmm. anyway, Shut up, Bill! That's why I don't write comedies! Then <laughs> in the, in the uh, below deck... Master, we are here! You can't hear me, but we are here! Okay, cool, great. Thanks for the info there, Redfield. Yeah, he's, he's gotta be the exposition character at this moment, mm. yeah. I think we figured out that you are there when the, like... <laughs> said like London on the screen, but okay. <laughs> I know exactly, yeah. And the late London and edition is all about that shit. Oh, also, he's laughing and they find him and he's crazy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah people like, the, what is it, the police get on board and they find out that the, 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 I don't the know, ship we never is filled see with nothing but bodies. Is. And there is a shot that goes on for like 28 minutes. Like, I'm just yeah. like, like, I'm watching it now and still not stopping him just at the bottom of the stairs going, like, what the hell you were doing? <laughs> Which I guess, again, in 1931 was like, oh my, what a scary man. But now it's just like, what are you, what, what's, what are you doing here, Dwight? <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, that's a choice. Yeah. And the, the late London edition's all about that shit. Crew of corpses found on derelict vessel. Schooner Vista drifts into Whitby Harbor after storm, bearing gruesome cargo. It's very spoopy. So, survivor a raving maniac. His craving to devour ants, flies, and other small living things to obtain blood puzzles scientists. At present, he is under observation in Dr. Stewart's sanitarium near London. I'm just picturing newspaper where the headline just says spoopy. Spoopy! <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> and it's um, foggy. 
some lady with a thick accent. He's like, you will buy some flowers, flower, flowers. This had, and the guy who runs the sanitarium are the only reminders that this is actually supposed to be taking place in London because they're the only two characters like, hello there, would you like a flower? And everyone and else is like, hey, I like flowers. Dracula just comes up and fucking eats her right there with people That's all over the place. Literally the first thing he does, he steps off the boat and he's just like a munch, munch, munch. And then you not see that because all he does, he grabs the lady by the shoulders and hides her behind like a telephone pole and that's it mm -hmm. and then he's just and like then, walking around like mm. and then somebody puts on a sound effect record of a woman screaming elsewhere yeah hey not making waves or anything right off the bat huh dracula cool yeah i guess why i guess he needed fresh lady blood because he'd just be needing nothing but pirates for the last month i guess i don't yeah. know and now oh, and then, then you do see he like he walks away but then oh there is a no bill like bill okay i didn't he's, notice the part bill, where her bill, body bill. gets found ever before he slowly okay. walks away down the street, and we get to watch that. Man, all you really need is one person with a brisk pace and can completely undo Dracula's plans in this movie. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. So then he goes to the symphony. Now, sure, now we get music. Great. Yeah, they actually make a point of that in the commentary. This is, like, the, like, the closest thing you get to, like, actual background music in this film is this. Yeah, he uses his thrall or sex appeal or whatever to make an usher lady tell the good doctor that he's wanted on the telephone. And as the doctor gets up from their box seat, his daughter says, If it's from home, would you tell them I'm spending the night in town with Lucy? And after watching this movie three times, who is her dad going to be telling? Because it seems like they're the only two living there. Uh -huh. Are they going to tell the pets? Who's, who's being told? Well, when we get to London, after this like one street scene, of Dracula going to the symphony, it really kind of suggests that only six people live in all of London. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even including the sanitarium. It's like maybe eight people. But yeah. Yeah. Dracula um, intercepts the doctor and tells him he couldn't help but overhear his name. And he lets him know that he bought the abbey next to the sanatorium. Ain't that some quinky dink shit? Oh, I never understood that this guy is the guy who runs the sanatorium, so this is. So the fact that he meets these people here is completely by coincidence, because he just hears that, like, they're talking about shit. They're saying that, oh, that doctor. Oh, no, Dracula. it's not by coincidence, because he gets the doctor to get up and go answer the phone, because he uses his thrall to make the lady tell the doctor that he got a phone call. One of the so commentaries I'm... does make a very specific point about how shittily staged this scene is, because here you have your main villain meeting all the main quote-unquote heroes of their, their fucking waste of space. But the way it's staged, he's like in the stairwell of the, the opera box, and so he's like two feet shorter than everyone else, and fucking Bill Ghost is already kind of a tiny dude to begin with, and so he's super diminutive at the moment you want him to kind of show up and be like, hello there, and like, if anything, put him on a fucking apple crate, have him above everyone else and be in a position of power, but instead they're like talking down to him like he's a fucking infant. But yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so the the doc introduces Dracula to his daughter Mina, her friend Lucy, and her shitty garbage boyfriend John. Who's just there just to be there. Ugh, fuck that. These movies yeah. are so rotten with like, you've got like the main monster dude who's lusting after the lady, and there's always the Baxter, the other guy who the lady's always lusting after, so when the monster gets destroyed she has someone to fall back on and be like, oh, hold me in your arms, and then fades out and says, it's a universal picture. Yeah. And this is that guy, yeah, Jonathan Harker. Yeah, this is this is the character played by, uh, fucking uh, not Winona Ryder, Mister Mister Winona Ryder. Yes. Who's um, the dude? Oh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. 
I thought you were saying the actual actor in this movie. No. He turned out to be gay. <gasps> <laughs> Which actually, compared to everything else that happened to all the other actors in this film, he got off lucky. Not mm. because being gay is a bad thing, but being gay in the first half of the 20th century, I would not wish on my worst fucking enemy. Mm. Yeah. So then, uh, they're like, uh, oh, you bought that place? Thank fuck. That place is shithole. It'd be awesome once somebody cleans it up and Dracula is like, nah, I'm going to leave it looking like shit. It reminds me of my own battlements in my hometown of Transylvania. He, he doesn't say it look like shit, but like he's like, oh, my <laughs> homeland looked like shit. So I keep it looking like, like he is like Mr. Plankett. He's just like, I was thinking then, about throwing some garbage in the front lawn. Because <laughs> that's what Romania do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Lucy's like, it always reminded me of that old toast. Burnt crispy and it cuts the roof of your mouth because it's just too sharp. Sharp then, toast. <laughs> but then she just, just recites some she fucking She says toast. something and know. something and then the some other about, guy, Jonathan Harker's all like, about, oh, that's quite a thing to say. And then she mm, says more and you're just like, what? Something about dreath, death. And, and Dracula's like, fuck yeah, death sure would be awesome. <laughs> he gives the devil mm. heart. <laughs> There's way worse things than waiting men for death. And he says that the movie takes five minutes to kind of fade out as the orchestra starts to play. And he's like looking around going, I'm going to eat you motherfuckers. <laughs> and it goes on forever to fade out. It's like, okay, we yeah. get the point. He's uh, the uh, harbinger of death. At Lucy's place, her and Nina talk about Dracula and how Lucy thinks he's totally cool. And later, Lucy falls Mina asleep. Mina does a great... She does an impersonation of him, though, which yeah. is... I love the fact that five minutes into this fucking... Well, it's more than a half an hour into Dracula, but you already have someone making fun of Bela Lugosi in a Dracula movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, even Frankenstein, you'd have people going around, oh, I'm Frankenstein! Oh, look at me! <laughs> like, even... Yeah, Bela Lugosi Dracula's already hit with that embarrassment, but yeah. So after... After uh, when he says there are worse things than death or whatever, yeah. um, I my note says fart face, and I don't know if <laughs> I don't know about if Dracula that himself, yeah. I don't know if that's a reference to the line he said or the face he made after he said. Well, the line. that's kind of like I said. That's kind of his default, like Dracula face is just like, <laughs> like he's yeah. trying to hold in a fart. Like I said, if he's trying to decide whether or not he can make it to the bathroom in time. So, uh, later oh, Lucy man. falls asleep, a bat puppet wiggles in from her window, and then, uh, Dracula very slowly descends upon her. And then later she did! Do you think they actually built a bat puppet, or is that something they got from the novelty shop? Because it's totally like a novelty shop quality bat puppet. Um, hmm. I think that's something they had left over from some other piece of shit. Yeah, that's probably. Well, then again, this movie may have popularized the idea of like, you, like they may not even come up with bat puppet novelties until after this movie came out. Yeah. But then, so, but yeah, uh, me, uh, Lucy's dead. Mm -hmm, There's a hospital scene where they're all like, she's, she's fucking you know, dead. Yeah, she got all her blood drained. And we tried to put more blood back in her, but she didn't want it. So, they're like, uh, there's two giant holes in her fucking neck, but we don't know what happened, because we're in a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. And ain't that some shit. And <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the last line of the scene. Yeah, the guy, just, the doctor just puts his hand on his Van Helsing's not says, there, is he? It's, it's, no. Okay. 
And then at the sanitarium, Ranfield is still crazy and trying to eat bugs, but Mr. Hello, 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 I'm so British, can't you believe how British I am? He's getting rid of the spider. I just recognized this guy, the guy who, like, is actually running the, the sanitarium, the guy, like, boots on the ground, dude. Uh, he's the innkeeper from, uh, The Invisible Man, and is he, the, he no, got no, off- Is he the innkeeper or the cop? Oh, that's actually a good- I thought he was the innkeeper. Cause there's two like, I feel like I made fun of the cop for being all, and I also this thing. Well, I think, I think, cause there was an innkeeper who was kind of like that. Yeah, you could have been the cop. But there, that also means, like, also, I just realized we're very lucky that Una O'Connor is not in this movie. Who, I'm every time lucky. anyone watches the other Universal monster movies, especially the Frankenstein ones, cause she's like, <gasps> Like, yeah, cause she played the innkeeper's wife in, in, in fucking Bride of, uh, Temple well, there's nothing man. to scream at in this movie because it ain't fucking No, scary. there's not like, yeah, but anyway, so we've got one character in this movie, aside from the flower ladies, so hello, what's all this then? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he's talking to Renfield, Renfield wants more bugs and spiders. And he's like, I'm not gonna let you eat insects because I'm a big at butthole. Why, why don't you let the man eat, eat that shit? At least if you're gonna let him eat bugs and shit, like, they give him a toothbrush and get the bugs like that. Well, Bill, that guy, um... He is not that gay. It's another British one. Oh, it's another guy. Okay. Yeah, because after Dracula, he did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies. But not. Was he so but not, he not after the that. cop? No. Oh, wow. Okay. He did something How called many? Always Goodbye, The Menace, oh, okay. Devil's Lottery, A Man About Town, If I Were Free, Facing the Music, and a Political Party. I've never heard of any of those movies. No, I sir. guess, I guess, so I guess the only actual True Blood Englishmen you could find in Hollywood in the 1930s were just, like, very similar guys who all sounded like, Hey, what's up, this Oh, kicky pokey. Hey, boy, Mary Poppins, come here. So, anyway, yeah, there's a thing, and then there's, like, fucking Dr. Van Helsing's doing shit. Mm-hmm, he reads some sh shit in, somebody reads some shit in gibberish language, and then the, the Helsing says they're dealing with an undead, a vampire. And some other dude's like, ah, that's just an old superstition. And Helsing is like, yesterday's superstitions can become the science of today. Something that has never happened in the history of ever. Yeah, that's not usually how science works, where superstition re re reverses itself and becomes fact. Like, mm -hmm. it's not like, that's why we've never found, like, living dinosaurs or unicorns or... Yep, dinosaurs, that well-known superstition. <laughs> idea that like there could be in the farthest ro reaches of africa some kind of like island in the middle of the amazon where like one dinosaur managed to survive um that's my favorite up. superstition <laughs> the dinosaur <laughs> island superstition island. yeah you never heard about it. it's a superstition in texas um and this guy edward van sloan the dude playing van helsing he played pretty much the exact same damn role in uh the first frankenstein movie and in the mummy where he's just the smart old dude who knows everything about how the uh, the villain works, so he mm -hmm. can just explain that to the audience, and then he at some point he gets he like threatens the villain and goes like I want to kill you someday, mm -hmm. and then which is which that makes sense that like I, this is his first time playing that kind of role, and he's essentially just repeated that same both the actor and the character pretty much doing the same thing, essentially just repeated the Van Helsing thing with uh, yeah the Frankenstein. Yeah, then. Uh... Helsing he broke the his doc neck trying to suck his own dick on stage at a furry convention in 1964. What? That's 
the last fact about this actor. <laughs> Why, though? <laughs> <laughs> I got bored while writing notes and I forgot I'd written it. That is funny when you forgot something else you wrote recording a Pinies, you just read out something completely in a book. <laughs> Why though? <laughs> That's just a funny image of this guy trying to suck his own dick on stage at a convention. Alright, sure. <laughs> well. No, Van Helsing, don't do it. It's not worth it. You're gonna hurt yourself. I don't want to ask me a furry convention either, but anyway, okay. Time to go down to the basement for some more hauntingly delicious Count Chocula cereal. Don't look in the basement. Eee, those eyes are looking at me. Hmm, think I'll get some fruity frankenberry from the cupboard. Don't look in the cupboard. Oh, oh those eyes, they move. Now the spooky delicious part of your complete breakfast is even spookier. Now Chocula's eyes really move. So did frankenberries. Here's looking at you, kids. <laughs> I am Dracula. A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats. 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 Thousands. Millions of them. But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula. The original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat, and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. Dracula? Oh, what, what's he done to you, dear? Tell me. He came to me. He opened a vein in his arm, and he made me drink. <laughs> Goblin McPumpkin, they're at McDonald's now. Each comes with Happy Meal inside to make your Halloween a wow. They're perfect for taking to Halloween places so you can surprise folks with Halloween faces. Pumpkin Happy Meal, only at McDonald's. So, <laughs> um... <laughs> okay. it, it's established that Renfield escapes all the time. and Yeah. You know, does he just like they, break into they, the room and he's all like, hey. No, Mr. Wutzel just bring Renfield in and 
Helsing says he's there to help and shakes Renfield's hand, but when, for some reason, Helsing just decides to stare at Renfield's <laughs> hand. Yeah, I, this is this part of the movie. I mean, this has not been a good movie. This is the part of the movie where everything slows down until the last five minutes. Seriously, Renfield yanks it away mark. and is like bad touch. Oh god! So yeah, this is this whole rest of the movie is just drawing room conversation like this, and it's just and, uh, he, interactions between Ren people. Renfield wants to get the fuck out of there because his cries at night might disturb Miss Mina and give her bad dreams. And th so the doctor and Mina live at the sanatorium? I guess so. I guess they didn't. Yeah, why would you live? I can see maybe the doctor because he it's like a labor-intensive enough job that he has to be there all the time. Especially if this takes place in Air Before, like, in Air Before Telephones. I guess they had to, like, just park there all the time. Like, even the kids had to live there at the sanitarium, which, mm -hmm. why would you want to force your family to live with a bunch of... I guess sanitarium doesn't necessarily mean everyone's crazy, but, like, when you're housing people like Renfield... Well, it's... Well, also, the sanitariums weren't exactly the coolest of places back in the 30s. In the 60s, when they came super cool, that changed, but... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then there was disco balls and shit in there. They threw it's wicked keggers on the weekends. Studio 54 started off at a sanitarium. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah. So, so yeah, every, so any excuse to make it so everyone, the whole rest of the movie can exist on this one set, essentially. Yeah. A wolf howls outside, and Mr. is like, Oh, he howls back, he does. And Helsing is like, We know why they howl. How about this? And shoves some flowers in Renfield's face, and he hates it. He hates it to death. Ah, oh, you know yeah, too much to live. And the dog is like, Now, now, Renfield, let's not be silly. Let's not forget we're British and we don't have emotions. Oh, God, I forget. Yeah, I guess this is supposed to... Is everyone... I guess everyone is supposed to be British, even though... It seems like everyone, except for the British, <laughs> the dude... It seems like everyone else is speaking with more just a generic 1930s continental accent. Like, no one's yeah. trying to be, like, hello. Like, even Dwight Fry, he's not trying to be specifically English. He's just like, hello there. But that's more of just the time period than, than any specific place he's trying to emulate the accent. Right? Anyway. Mm -hmm. And they take Renfield away. And the doctor asks, what was that herb you shoved in his face? And Helsing's like, cilantro. He says it tastes like soap. He hates it. <laughs> he's one then, of them peoples. Mm-hmm. That's me. And then Helsing tells. <laughs> just hear that fucking <laughs> Renfield yells that from down the hall. <laughs> that's, that's me. And then, <laughs> and then um, Helsing tells the doctor he wants Renfield watched day and night, especially at night. And Renfield's room, Dracula's standing outside, and Renfield's like, "Oh no, don't ask me to do that, master. No, not to her." And then he doesn't do anything. No. And then just Dracula just shows up in Mina's house. Well, well I no, guess not even her no, house. She's... No, a what? fat bat puppet bounces outside of Lucy's room. <laughs> or Nina's it room. Is, it's like on an elastic string. Like, uh -huh. they don't even hide it. It's just... Again, this is supposed to be the scariest movie and, ever made. And then Dracula is there walking inside towards her lamp with a piece of cardboard on it. Oh, okay, you did see, because this is the one of the big things everyone points out to how sloppily put together this movie is, like... Because Legosi walks forward and he, like, I guess... Oh, it's, it's a piece of cardboard on the lamp next to Mina's bed. So I guess maybe they wanted to, for some reason, to block out some of the light from the lamp. Mm -hmm. And so they put a piece of cardboard on it. But the piece of cardboard, like, the lamp and the cardboard are, like, in the middle of the fucking frame. And this yeah. also shows up again later when they're also in Mina's bedroom. Where we've got this giant, like, it's shaped like the state of Washington. 
giant piece of ragged cardboard just taped to this lamp that is obviously there for the production. But it's just the weirdest fucking thing. But yeah, Dracula comes in and he's all like, Bruh. Bruh. And he makes his... <laughs> he does a raspberry on her neck. He makes a sharp face and leans in towards the camera. He does. He bends over and he makes this like grimace. Like he like he's realizing now that now that he's bent over that he is gonna make a problem with his pants. <laughs> he like, missed, oh, it, no. I think the audible version of the face he makes is. It looks like Ted Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. And he then, looks uh, like a sniveling, melting wax man. Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh, and and then so the next day, Lucy, uh, Nina, I don't know why I wrote Lucy, is talking to her shitty boyfriend, telling him about the night, prior night, and says, Right when I was commencing to get drowsy. What the Did she fuck say that? Plan, what the fuck planet is this chick from? Is she just making up her own dialogue? Like, she's just freezing, she didn't even read the script. Like, ah, forsooth, I thought sleep was forthcoming. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. She does have, I do like the touch that she's got a big uh, fucking scarf on hiding her neck, which yeah, is kind of cute. She yeah. heard wolves and fog was in her room, and she was fart gas, and she... <laughs> She saw two red eyes and uh, some hot breath. And she, she says woke fart up. gas and they actually bleep it out. It's really <laughs> just obvious, but yeah. She felt like all the life had been drained out of her. And then Van Helsing's like, hey girl, let me get a look at that throat. Then, And then Dracula shows up and Helsing's like, oh, Miss Mina should probably go to her room and whatnot. And Dracula's like, oh, you are Van Helsing? Shit, even in Transylvania we know who you are. You famous, yeah. man. And I do love <laughs> how they kind of throw it out at each other. They're, they're just like, well, talking, uh, they're not even no. directly talking shit, but they're kind of like just eyeballing each other, being like, "Oh yeah, well, motherfucker, who are you?" And it, well, then, then mean is kind of scoots closer. It's like, "Hey, do do you want to hear about my scary dream last night?" Dragon was like, "Oh, fine, I guess." Hearing about <laughs> other people's dream is always so interesting. <laughs> Please tell us more all the time. Yeah. <laughs> So her father's like, ah, you should probably go to your room then. And her shitty boyfriend, John, and Helsing look in a mirror and notice that Dracula's not in the mirror. He's got no reflection. Holy shit. And that's when I was like, wait, is this a vampire movie? Oh my god. Heavens to Betsy. And she they says, also realize that, like, she's she has not been uh, fucking exfoliating on that side of the face. And she's got just a couple pimples, but, like, <laughs> her more reward is about that as much as anything else. So she she doesn't moisturize enough. She says goodnight, and Helsing's like, Hey, yo, Dracula, you should probably have a look at this shit. It's super crazy look at this shit right here! And shows him the mirror, and Dracula goes, <laughs> And slaps and out yeah, with his Jack hand. Dracula's got no fucking chill! <laughs> like, for someone who's lived for, like, millennia on his wits, like, he just goes, <laughs> It yeah. is fucking great, yeah. And then he, but then he's like, Sorry. A mirror killed my parents, and I have sworn to destroy any mirrors I saw from Well, he does kind of recollect himself like that. That's kind of the funny thing. He tries to play it off like, <laughs> Please ignore me freaking out that you're showing me this innocuous object that I should mm -hmm. have no real issues with. But yeah. Dracula yeah. says Helsing will spill his friends on what's the shit just happened. And for someone who hasn't lived even one life, time, you are a wise man. And then, um, kind of turned into the dude from, uh... uh <laughs> That's um, the thing, you keep on doing one thing. Fiddler on the roof. Like, yeah, you're, just, you're turned into an old Jewish He's man. He's a wise yeah. man! And then, oh. 
And then somebody's like, what was that all about? He acted like an animal. And then the dude's, the younger dude's like, like a madman? And he says madman in the fucking weirdest way. I think it's one of those things where, like, like for maybe for one shot, they were like, oh, that's right, you're supposed to be English, so pretend to, like, that's the closest <laughs> to an English accent that he's gonna fuck. A madman. And then he goes, he goes out to the patio and says, "What's that running across the lawn?" Oh my god! Like this is so much dog. better. This is so much preferable to actually showing it. Yeah, no, there's that old Hollywood saying: "Tell, don't show." Have the gay man <laughs> pretending to be married to your heroine narrate everything that happens for the next five minutes in the film because we don't have the money to show it directly. So mm -hmm. yeah, he's all like, he's like, he's standing on the porch, he's pointing, and he's like, there goes Dracula, even though we didn't show him leave, he just left now, and he's walking down the sidewalk, and now like his back legs are turning hey, look, into dog legs, we... and his forelegs are turning into forelegs, and oh my god, he's like a wolf thing now, I guess, and now he's sniffing the other dog's butt, and we oh couldn't god, there's even... another, yeah. We couldn't even afford to get a single dog to pretend to be a wolf with this fucking That's... movie. Seriously, you could have even gotten a piece of stock footage of a dog. And oh. no, you gotta have this guy just like saying, "This is seriously for the next like like for there's like like like, like it's like thirty seconds." He's like, "Dracula did this, and Dracula did that." And oh my, he's like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" I I can't even describe to you what he just did. Oh, he just did a sick flip on his BMX bike. But yeah, this is better than any digital effect I'll ever see. Is is <laughs> this guy just narrating a whole chunk of the film mm. off screen? Yeah. So. And then the. Uh... Helsing's like, yeah, he was afraid we might follow him, so he panicked, turned into a wolf, and ran like a bitch. You know, sometimes they <laughs> take the shapes. That would actually be a great line. Right? <laughs> 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 a <wolf> bitch. <laughs> sometimes they take the shapes of wolves, you know, but I like to be that. And then we get uh... to watch Mina walk into Dracula in his cape, and they hug, and and then Van Helsing's gonna fill us in on vampire shit and how Dracula probably brought dirt to London. Yeah. And Ranfield's there. <laughs> and he's just staring at a people. Again, this is like the core of this whole middle part of the movie, especially because Dracula doesn't show back up here. So it's, it is just, it's, it's the doctor, uh, Van Helsing, the doctor from the sanitarium and fucking, uh, Renfield just kind of like just barking at each other for the next like 20 minutes. Yeah. And he says to listen to Helsing because that guy's their only hope. And then he says to take her away, take her away before, but then a bat puppet wiggles in the window and John, John like, it's like, no, get out of here, shoo, shoo, and kind of swats it away. Yeah. He's just very threatening Dracula. Ooh, he's so scary. That, uh, I feel like, this, why did Dracula come back just to harass them one last time and they get shooed away by the guy who can't even really do anything? This pompous British man flails at you and you're like, no, I must flee. The guy's like wearing like almost like literal, like little short pants. Like he's the least threatening person in this entire film. And then Helsing asks Renfield what he gotta do with Dracula, and, Hel and Renfield's like, I never even heard that name before. And then Helsing tells him, oh, you're gonna be awfully sad if he dies with that innocent blood on his hands, yeah. and Renfield's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> but then, hey, what are you gonna do? A lady screams and cries, oh, it's horrible, it's horrible, I'm so British. And then Mina's dead on the lawn or something, I don't know. She does say, like, Mina's dead, and then yeah. Yeah, Dwight Fry is doing the hee, 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 hee. <laughs> Yeah, he, which makes she, her faint. Yeah, she reacts all like, oh, there's, man, there's, like, a dead lengthy body reaction. I can handle, but a man laughing at me, it's too much. <laughs> and then she faints because she can't take a weirdo going hee mm -hmm. at her, 
and then Dwight Fry crawls on his hands and knees towards her, and then it fades to black, and we don't see what happens. Yeah. And it, well, and then it's outside the garden. Good thing Mean is not dead! And elsewhere, Lucy's eating children, I guess? I guess. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, like, for this one scene. Yeah, and she's asking people to call her Juicy Lucy, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just stopping by everyone, like, she can't, like, I got this new handle, I need to... That's a cool new my, my, my Twitter handle is. But Yeah, she's, like, I th is that the last we see of that character? Yeah. And we get to see Mr. Oldestan reading the newspaper and call her a beautiful lady. Why? Not a beautiful lady, a beautiful, a beautiful lady. lady. And then the next day, Helsing's talking to Lucy and her shitty boyfriend, and is like, Stop asking your stupid questions and shit. But Helsing's like, So when was the last time you sued Lucy after he was buried? And I do like the way her shitty boyfriend throws the paper down in frustration, like, Oh, this fucking shit. It's really the only thing he has to do in the whole scene, because it's just like Van Helsing and, Lu and Mina talking, yeah. Yeah. Um... I guess her neck is healed, too, because she no longer is trying to cover up her neck after Dracula bit her. Yeah. And so, she is acting weird. Like, yeah. yeah, she's obviously, like, because there's something's going on with her and Dracula. Yeah, she talks about how she saw so Lucy in the shadows, and Lucy looked at her like a hungry animal and whispered something that sounded like, Take off your pants! Which she found strange because pantsuits wouldn't be invented for, like, 50 years. Oh, uh, take off my pantaloons, did you say? Mm. My panty balloons? And she's like, oh shit, if you can save Lucy Schultz, you gotta save mine too. And she tells John he can't touch her or kiss her again or any of that shit. No fucking either. That's straight out of the question. Anal's cool though. We can still do anal. And she Van, says, Hels Van Helsing really gives the approval on that. He's like, you know, take it from me. I know these things. Yeah, he gives a thumbs up and just kind of solemnly nods. And she says, it's over between them and... And... And, uh... And off Mike Mike Helsing says, Lucy, come inside. Or, what? Lucy, me? Mina, come inside. Did you get it? What? Does he do that? <laughs> yeah, he's off mic and he says, Mina, you must come inside now. Oh, I totally didn't even get that. I thought that was the start of a joke that I didn't understand. Yeah, no. Okay. That's what happens. And then, uh, she does, and John gets all shitty, like, Oh, no, it's doing her, you're driving her crazy, and Helsing's like, Nah, you gotta worry about that night that's coming, that's the real danger. And her dad comes and tells John that he, and, uh, and John tells her father, I'm taking her, I'm taking her with me to London tonight, or I'm calling the police. When, and what are you gonna tell the police? You know, I've seen this movie 30 times, and I think I must have blacked out at the same part, because I don't remember any of this shit. I'm watching it right now, I'm like, <laughs> and I just watched this twice! Today, early and before recording, I'm sitting there going, I don't remember any of this shit. Was, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna tell the police? Hello, police? Yeah, father won't <laughs> let me take his daughter to London with me. Yeah, Can exactly. you make him stop being a meanie doo doo head? Oh, God. What are you eating, Bill? I had problems. <laughs> <laughs> I've got low blood sugar, so I decided to eat a Reese's bat. <laughs> Okay, there we uh, it, go. It took 160 plus episodes, but you did it. You did <laughs> it. You ruined if everything. You, if you have babies and dogs, I could <laughs> for five minutes I could I could pop a Reese's bat in my mouth. I well, figure babies, it was also thematically appropriate. <laughs> babies and dogs don't make me nauseous. <laughs> no, this is true. At least I'm not like. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah of course, I'm now I'm doing that now. But yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay, I'm so, good. That's, that's, at least I didn't crack open a can of Pringles or something. So, okay, uh, yeah. No worries. They, no, they also have Reese's bats now, which cracks me up. Mm. They put Wolfbane all over the fucking place, so she's gonna wear a necklace made out of that shit too, so she'll be safe. But John's no still No garlic, being, it's interesting. Yeah, John's still being a, a turd thing. fest and demand demands me to pack her thing. Meet him in the study. Okay, sure, be a big bossy <sighs> asshole. Arr. And it says a lot, no one, nobody's taking this motherfucker seriously, and everybody's basically ignoring him throwing his baby tantrum. Yeah, it's, you know. And also, Renfield said they need to get Mina out of there, but he's not he strong- He oscillates well, between, yeah, he, like, he's like, not well, strong something that happens to... in other versions of Dracula where Renfield oscillates between being, like, the servant of Dracula, or, like, he, like, comes to his senses and he's trying to help the good guys out a little bit when he can so like, would it be better um, that mina stay there with the wolfsbane and shit or actually leave and get out of london you think getting out of london because at least dracula like there'd be putting distance between yourself and dracula yeah but van helsing's <laughs> like you take her away and you will surely sign her death sentence yeah I mean, you, what you do is you put her on, a, on an airplane filled with wolfsbane, solve all the problems at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you can do both. You can send her away and, like, give her protection. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um... The sun sets, Dracula climbs out of his box of dirt. I forget that oh, we even actually get to see his coffin here in England. Yeah. It's it's not really a coffin, it's just kind of a box with dirt. But they are clearly just reusing the same Mr. Plinkett basement set from, from earlier mm -hmm. in the film when he was still in Transylvania, though. But, yeah. So, yeah. And Helsing tells the doctor and the, all the Dracula shit they know, and tells John they gotta, what they gotta do is go to the Abbey, find Dracula, and drive a stake through his heart. And John nods and says, logical, logical, makes sense to me. And then... Redfield says, I'm nodding, it... by the way. It doesn't pick up on the, on, the, on, the, on the mic, but I am nodding. Isn't this a strange conversation for men who aren't crazy? And who let Redfield out again? And or orderly. This is the shittiest sanitarium. <laughs> yeah, the orderly is called uh, to come get Captain Crazy Pants. And but Renfield's busy telling stories about seeing thousands of red eyes and the mist and shit, thousands of rats and then millions yeah, of rats. Yeah, I don't know. And then Dracula's what... like, "You can eat all of these," and he's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> this is definitely a thing. I, I don't know if this is supposed to be a flashback for Red Redfield or something. There's obviously something else that they like. They're like, "We're not going to spend the budget on this, but we're just going to have a character describe this super cool scene that we can't afford to film." Love. Mm. Like, I, I can't remember if this is, like, something he saw, Renfield saw when he was Transylvania or something like that, but yeah, like, Dracula offering him to eat a million rats. Yeah, so then, Sir Wusseldisten says, uh, Renfield's bending bars like they was blooming cheese, which, that's an interesting way to describe it. <laughs> that, yeah, it's a, I don't know if, I, you know what, actually, I think the original screenwriter, or not the screenwriters, but the writers, the playwriters of the original play that this movie is loosely based off of, were English. But I'm mm. assuming that must have been like 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 an LA screenwriter trying to punch up the script with like <laughs> what sounds English? Bloomin' cheese. Yeah. yeah. And then somehow they know Dracula's in the house because somebody just goes, Dracula's in the house! Ugh. And everybody runs all Masterful over the place. Masterful storytelling. And Helsing's like, ah, don't worry, that fool can't do shit right now. And then why can't Dracula just go after some other dame? One who isn't constantly being watched and surrounded by Wolfsbane and shit. Because he has no potential. Like, in later Dracula movies, they come up with the whole thing, especially in Brad Stoker's Dracula, they come up with the whole thing where, like, Mina Harker is, like, the reincarnation of his lost love. 
Which they, they they realize that like yeah, there's he could be eating anyone in this town. There's no reason to him be yeah, like yeah. why why? Is I've already up? invested so much time into her. I feel like it would be a waste. It's like you go to McDonald's and you get the chicken McNuggets and the dog steals your chicken McNuggets instead of what? just buying more. You chase the McNugget all over town for weeks on end. And it's like, uh, go get fucking cheap. Go get more McNuggets. Her mother, the master of the analogy. Right. <laughs> so. I'm uh, just saying, he's, this Mina Harkus one hell of a chicken nugget. Yeah. Maybe this so, is one of those McDonald's things where, like, maybe on the bag there's, like, a, like a sweepstakes. Uh, ticket that like there's a slim chance that like if we can get this chicken McNugget back, we'll win a million dollars. She's you know. a she's a McRib two weeks after they stop serving them. There you go. It's still gonna be <laughs> nasty, but shit, you gotta get it just for the sake. Of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's the last Shamrock Shake in town. Yeah. Which actually, that's every, a terrible analogy. Shamrock Shakes are kind of nasty. But. Everybody. You know, I've never had a McRib. I'm assuming they're okay. I don't know. I've yeah. I, like I said a couple weeks ago, I've eaten at McDonald's once. No, so man, you're not missing much. Yeah. And anyway. so every everybody <laughs> leaves the room, but Helsing, and then Dracula is like, Hey, yo, you should probably go home now, now that you know the ship. And he, Helsing's like, nah, I'm gonna protect those that you would destroy. And they have some back and forth smack. And they, yeah, they just, they're just talking shit. Your, your butt stinks, and, like, and your like dick old is small. Time, and... <laughs> old timey dudes might do. Hey, goes, yeah. And then this, Dracula this is orders... Actually they specifically repeat the scene in the Mummy movie with Karloff where uh, fucking uh, Van Helsing, the same actor, is all like, I will break your brittle flesh into crumbled pieces. And like here, Van Helsing is like, I'm going to stab you in the face with a shotgun. And then Dracula's <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking wiggle my fingers in your face. Which, mm. yeah, you, you take it from here. Come here. Come. Come her. Come her. You know what? I have to give Dracula props. It actually seems to work for a moment. He actually kind of gets like, uh, fucking Van Helsing under a spell for a moment. Because, like, oh, it's hard mm -hmm. to tell if it's actually under a spell or if this is like the Van Helsing actor just forgot his line because he's just kind of staring <laughs> for a moment. Yeah, but his will is too strong. And then Helsing reaches in his Dracula. In his Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Helsing reaches in his Dracula and is like, guess what's in here? <laughs> Pulls his penis out. No, he reaches in his Dracula. Fuck. His jacket. <laughs> Helsing reaches in his jacket and Dracula's like, shit, baby, you gonna try that wolf's bane trick again? And Helsing's oh, like, nah, check this out. Wapow! That crucifix! You know, this and, movie's and, just a big... This movie's just propaganda for big for crucifix. <laughs> yep. And Dracula's like... <laughs> and runs away like a little Again, bitch. no chill. He just b bounces off immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I love his reaction. Cause it's, all, it's just like... I forgot Lugosi, like, freezes for a moment. He's like, ah, shit. And then, yeah. It's not like he even backs off. He has like, get out of the house. Uh, I guess this helps prove the thing. Because, you know, it's the crucifix was in his pocket the whole time. And, yeah. you know, the Dracula didn't react until he knew it was there. So... Fuck, man. Uh, yeah. Fucking idiot. <laughs> so Everyone, was, not even just Dracula, yeah. everyone. Yeah, no, I agree. Upstairs, John can hear Mina and the maid arguing through a door, and the maid comes out and says she got dizzy and fell over, and when she came to, Mina was all dressed and running around all willy-nilly. And then that crazy bitch is out on the, the, the deck, and she's in a shiny curtain outfit. 
And John's like, damn girl. I don't know if that's girl. actually what they say if you made that up, but that sounds about right. <laughs> He's like, damn girl, you looking so good. And the maid's like, hey, Mina, come on, let's go back to your room. And oh, she like, is? Okay, fast forward, she is wearing a shiny curtain. Yeah. And John's like, oh no, it's quite all right. Now that I'm here. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, big strong man. It looks like this he weighs 100 like one- pounds sopping wet and 20 of that is his head. What are you going to do against any kind of threat? Pa- threat. Piss your pants and the throw it at it? The guy can barely fight a rubber bat puppet. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. not exactly like the most virile example of, of, of male masculinity. Yeah. Mm-mm. Which I feel bad for making fun of because, like I said, I know the gay guy. The, the gay turned out to be a guy later. <laughs> Shut up, Phil. You're not helping the gay community. They, they sit outside and Mina wants to suck on his neck. She's super thirsty for it. The yeah, this is the one moment like the, the, this couple has alone in the film, but like she's turned and it's all like, this could have been spooky and romantic, but no, it's just, she's just acting funny and he's just being oblivious. Yeah, and then Bells Helsing goes upstairs with the doctor where Mina's talking about how fucking awesome night is. Fuck, she loves nighttime and fog and shit. And then a puppet on a string gets thrown around the set as John... It's round two between this dude and a fucking rubber puppet bat. Yeah, he's like, oh, that that bat is back. Be careful, it might get in your hair. He swings at it and she says some shit to the bat. (laughs) John sets back down. This movie sucks. (laughs) What the hell are we watching? This is terrible. I mean, I'm having fun talking about it, but it's one of those things where I actually realize what I'm watching, and I'm like, man, this this could only barely be scary before our grandparents were born. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, and there's uh, me- cardboard. Yeah, a fucking, like, Van Helsing and the doctor show up. Oh, no, and yeah. And you get to see there's cardboard well, on Mina's lamp again. Yeah, to, to, to your point of, you know, old people finding this scary, I'm sure somebody was in the theater going, you know, I survived World War One, but this, oh my goodness. God, man. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I'm sure that there's exactly some people describe this movie like that. That's kind of sad and fucked up. <laughs> so, oh, um, she says some shit to the bat, like, I will. And he's like, what? And she's like, what? And, oh. And... <laughs> Mina tells I want John, your one-man play of Dracula. Just, <laughs> just made up on the spot, no preparation, but just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mina God. tells John she wants him to get that crucifix from hell scene, and she goes in to bite John's neck. And I'll have you know, Bill, I wrote this next part, not knowing about this actor. I wrote, John is like, no, I like boys. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah. and, and Helsing jumps in and saves his ass, but John's a big white piss baby and tears the crucifix away from Helsing, being like, what are you doing? There's, there's a nice shot where the camera pushes on Mina's face as she's about to bite his... And even then the staging is weird, because you can't tell exactly what's going to happen, because she's, like, pushing her face in close, but you don't see the dude, so it looks like she's just kind of, like, getting bigger. Mm-hmm. But, like, they never have the classic, like, especially in the, in the first Dracula movie, there's never really a scene where you see someone with their mouth over someone's neck. It's really weird. No, that have been too scandalous. What? Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, if people were this scared by this movie, they, if they had actually had anything like that, people's fucking shit would have exploded. But she does, the lady does have really pretty eyes. It zooms in, and yeah. it's, like, actually nice photography. Oh, she's, she's very other... good at... She's very good at looking thirsty as hell. <laughs> yeah, she does. Well, it's hard to tell whether it's good acting or she just has a, has a naturally vacant stare. Because uh, mm-hmm. that seems to be how they were. everyone who's a, uh, dr- uh, a vampire in this movie was directed to act is just kind of like, Mer? Yeah. Um, but yeah. She, 
she hates the fuck out of that crucifix. And, and she can't tell John what happened. No, she can't. And he says, Carl, you must. I have a right to know. Do you, John? Do you have a right to know? Yeah, John, get off your ass. Come on. And, and she's like, oh, that shit Van Helsing said is true. It's all true. And Mr. Wash oldest shoots at a big bat. And Helsing's like, yeah, your bullets won't hurt that bat. And he's like, everyone's crazy about you and me talking to the maid. And yeah, that's fate. the last time we really see them. That's like that. That's and I'll have my... I have more doubts about you sometimes. And she just says, yes. And he backs away because he's funny. In a way that I get, like, it's staged like it's supposed to be comical, but it's just mm-hmm. kind of a random end of the scene. And yeah. it fades out as the as that joke, quote-unquote, happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Nina scratches at a wolfbane off her neck as she sleeps, and then Hayes lets Dracula in, and he sucks on Mina's blood while everybody's just standing five feet away being very observant. It's... Incompetent is, fools is to deserve nurse, to get killed by Dragon. I'm watching this now. I'm like, is the nurse like under like the thrall of Dracula? Cause she's just yeah, kind of standing I, I around so. and ah, fucking movie. Yep. And now we watch Mina and Dracula slowly walk around the inside of his abbey, and then wait, John and oh, Helsing. Yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. yeah they, they go they, next. They leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's... John and Helsing go next door to kill Dracula. There's, I guess. Yeah. And Get, we get to watch Mina and Dracula slowly walk around. This is, this is the, we're like, we're like a minute and a half away from the end of the movie, and this is one of those things, the first time I watched this, I was like, wait, I, I thought this, I thought there was still like, I couldn't believe like the ending of the movie had happened. Cause yeah. like, this does not feel like the climax of a movie, cause it's just like random people walking around. Yeah, yeah. and it, John sees her through a grate in the wall and is like, Mina, 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 and Helsing's like, thanks. Sure would have been terrible if we had an element of surprise on our side. It's a good thing you can take care of that, you stupid asshole. <laughs> yeah, and so they just slowly start to chase the fucking well, Nina and Dracula. And well, no, because Renfield's on the stairs with them and just says, He didn't leave them here, and of course he didn't. You told those fools. Dracula came in and was like, Hey, yo, I live next door to you. <laughs> it's not hard to I find. Because he's, I mean, he's introducing these characters saying, hey, guess what? My mail's coming with your mail because, yeah, oh, let's leave. We should have a block party. I could bring over some cheese sometime. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's not, yeah, Renfield, there's no way Renfield could have ratted him out because and, Dracula, you're a fucking idiot. Renfield's like, no, don't kill me, Dracula. I'm loyal to you. I, I don't want to die with all yeah, those lives. Yeah, he's all like, I, I've I, taken so much. It is kind of sad when he's like, well, I've he's, taken all these lives, all this blood is on my hands. Well, no, he then, says he can't die with all those lives on his hands. What lives? Hmm. This motherfucker hasn't done shit. Has he not actually killed anybody? No. No, he's eating a bunch of spiders and armadillos. Yeah. Is he talking blossoms. about spiders? He's like, I consider spiders people. I didn't occur to him. He's actually not even actually done anything. Yeah. Okay, no. Yeah. And he, Dracula's okay. like, hey, and he's like, no, please, anybody but her. But he doesn't do anything to Mina. Yeah. He what doesn't kill the mage. He wants, he's alive. He wants Mina to be his bride, so he's not going to do anything to Mina other than Turner. Yeah. And he and, and and fucking Redfield should know that he's already turned. So like whatever he's gonna do to Mina, he's already done. So yeah, it's. But then Dracula doesn't he just throw him down the steps. Yep, he takes Tumble Bumble down the stairs, and Dracula carries Mina around. It's it's such a low impact stunt. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it was actually just the actor. Like it, it's like well, not, they I, probably didn't even need to get a stunt guy because it's just like yeah, I Tumble guess, Bumble. I guess in the Spanish version, Dracula throws a dummy off the the side of the See, stairs. See, that would actually be more like, oh, okay, actually something happened here, yeah. Yeah. 
It's not uh, just like an outtake from America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> yeah, Helsing and John break down the door that Dracula went through and search yeah, the Dracula's underground. Yeah, Dracula's now in the basement of the Abbey, which also happens to look exactly like the fucking basement of his house back in Transylvania. Yeah, and Helsing finds Dracula in his coffin, and I guess his plan is, if I don't look at them, they can't see me. <laughs> this is... Uh, the fuck is this ending? Because he's like, I know they're chasing me, but fuck, I, it's my bedtime, and it, I, I can't. I'm Migo Sipis. Yeah. Hey, what? Bill. Bill, did Dracula leave Transylvania to get away from his three wives there? What happened to that? <laughs> Is it, are you saying it's like a domestic sitcom thing where he's like, I'm just being. I've, you, 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 you think you got wife problems? I've got three wife problems. I gotta get away. Yeah. What? Yeah. And it's what the happened king to of Lucy? queens, but with vampires. Yeah, Lucy, she's just bombing around London, wearing fucking her panties, just hanging out eating babies. I, like, that's... What the fuck is up with this? That's the thing, there's, like, unresolved stuff. The first time I ever saw this, I was like, when the ending happened, I was like, wait, that's that's it? That's... Nothing, like... Like, so, yeah, so Dracula, he throws himself into a wooden coffin and magically falls asleep so deeply, so instantly, that he can't even hear... Uh, Harker and Van Helsing show up and start talking about how, okay, we're gonna stab the shit out of these yeah. motherfuckers. He's like, Helsing's like, hey, look around and help me find something I can use to drive into this guy's fucking chest. Yeah, and they realize that Mina's not there somehow for, like, in the ten seconds that they last laid eyes on Dracula and Mina, <laughs> Mina's now just suddenly wandered off. She's not, she's not in the second coffin next to Dracula. Yeah. And so... No... So John it's... starts running around going, Mina, Mina. Yeah, she's just randomly Mina. missing, and and th yeah, and while he's doing that, Dracula is killed. Yeah. Like there's no climactic. Well, you hear him run away, going Mina, and you hear ah 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 ah. ah. <laughs> I, I, it's the help I've fallen and can't get up. Gasp from Dracula, <laughs> yeah. as you hear oh. like a kachunk kachunk. Yeah. <laughs> it is and like then, and. Mina standing is, was standing in a corner. And, and then just standing in the corner, just watching all this shit happen, I guess. She squawks a bunch, and now she's all better. And Helsing's yeah. like, hey, you ain't gotta worry about Dracula no more. He's dead. Now now get out of here. And then John and Mina climb the stairs, being sure to step over Renfield's battered and bloody <laughs> body as they do. Bells ring, and the movie's over. It's a universal picture. And that kickstarted the monster fed? Good fuck. This is, yeah, that's how the f world's first sound monster horror movie ever ever had. It's, it, that's it. That's... Oof. Wow, this makes Freddy's Dead. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 8. Or whatever the hell that was. Well, I paid to see it in movies. That was a so, It makes this... It makes this... This makes that look like fucking Shakespeare, man. Jesus my Christ. My goodness. Oh my god. I, <laughs> I, I should point out that Mina, if I'm going to be talking about the tragic fates of all these actors, mm. uh, I guess uh, 15 years after this movie ended, Mina, the lady who played Mina, had become a hardcore alcoholic and she fell asleep in bed with a lit cigarette and burned herself. Mm. She was horribly disfigured, but did not die until 15 year, another 15 years after that. Uh, so she just became a hor horribly disfigured alcoholic. Oh, good. Who just died of alcoholism later on. Like, she died of, like, stomach ulcers stuff from all the alcohol. She, like, yeah, because I guess her career was washed up just a couple years after this movie ended. And so, yay, that's the end of Dracula. Yay. And of course, you know, Lugosi had, he, he, he broke out after this movie. He was in all the movies. He died rich, a rich and happy man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Totally. Hmm. Yeah, yeah so no, that's... I, you know, I... Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you so much for completing this. Not hat trick, whatever the hell you would call this, like, of Universal Horror Monster movies. I mean, you hit all the big ones. I mean, this is, you, you've got a full mastery of the core Universal Horror canon. Yeah, I would say, oh, I don't know how I'd rank them, but this would be at the bottom. It's boring. It's real it's boring. No me gusta. And I, yeah, even taking into consideration, like, it's it's the first sound, yeah, not just sound, universal horror monster movie, but, like, the first sound horror movie ever. It's just still just dramatically, like I said, they're left over plot, like, we don't happen to know what happened to Lucy, and just the logic, interior logic of the film is just so foggy. It's just, ugh, yeah. There, I... There have to be better silent films than this. Yeah. Like, horror films that are better than this. Just because it was sound, just because it was the first, you know, universal thing, first film with whole new Canada movies, doesn't just make it... This doesn't necessarily make it a good film automatically. There's definitely interesting things here, and obviously see the birth of all these Dracula cliches that have become, you know, as a wallpaper of pop culture. I, and, I mean, like, if, we didn't, if we didn't have this movie, we wouldn't have The Count. This is true. Oh, that's, no, that's a good point, actually. So is it worth ha not only having this movie exist, but having to have to talk to uh, talk about this film? Is it worth all that just to have the count? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would say yes, because the count is pretty fucking great. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Just remember so. what his car looks like and, and uh, follow that bird. How great <laughs> it is. I that. Oh, his so license plate is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Is that what it was? Jeez. Yeah. Okay, not too much trivia for this movie. Uh, Lon Chaney, the original Lon Chaney, not the guy who... Hit, not, not, not his dipshit meathead son who wound up playing the Wolfman later, but the original Lon Chaney, um, you know, the man of a thousand faces and the star that Universal had built an entire library of silent horror films on. Uh, he was supposed to play Dracula, but he died of lung cancer soon after pre-production had begun and mm. was replaced with Bela Lugosi because Lugosi had been the star of the stage play version of this... this this story and uh despite the fact that one of the first creative decisions that studio bar <laughs> studio boss carl lemley had made uh when they were started talking about dracula is okay we're gonna make a dracula movie but the first thing we can't have that labela lugosi guy play dracula because he's terrible and he just sounds like dracula we can't have we need to have get someone cool we need to get that launch anybody have launch anybody that just died of cancer so mm. Uh, the, 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 supposedly Lugosi had really let the role of Dracula go to his head, uh, you know, because he had helped originate the the play the the, the play version of the character. Yeah. Uh, but even then, he only got paid a quarter of what the guy who played Jonathan Harker was paid. Yeah. Which that's oof, the the most useless character in the whole story, and Lugosi got a quarter of that. Jesus Christ. And. Yeah, between this and Frankenstein, which I mentioned earlier was also released the same year, 1931, uh, it made 1931 the only profitable year for Universal during the the, the Depression. So uh. Universal Horror, and no wonder they made so many more horror movies after this if, if these two movies are, are what made Universal uh, profitable during that dark, 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 dark time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, blah. Blah. <laughs> Blah. That was Dracula. Blah. It was a piece of shit. Yes. I shouldn't say that. It wasn't that no. bad. I just, I feel so bad for Bela Lugosi. I don't want to shit talk it too much. Cause that's it's it's just so slow. <sighs> it's slow. And, it's 
it's quiet. It sounds like I'm being a little hyperbolic when I say you should watch it at like one and a half speed, but watch it faster than it's meant to be watched because it, it's yeah. so, there's so many walking downstairs. It takes an hour and 40 minutes to clean about an hour and 15 minute long film, which that <sighs> says something right there, just that, that, that little bit of, oh my god, I, like, what am I going to put as has, a trailer for this movie other than Count Chocula commercials? Because like, has, uh, has there been a good Dracula movie? Assuming we're not, assuming Brad Stoker Dracula's out of the running. Yes, it um, sure as hell is. <laughs> there's been decent vampire movies, but I'm trying to think, like, who are the known Draculas that you could even, there's... Leslie Nielsen. Dracula shows up as not Lugosi, but in a whole bunch of other horror, universe horror movies, but it's always like John Carradine or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, you've got Frank Langella Le- played. You've got Leslie Nielsen. You got Les- <laughs> that might actually, and that's a terrible fucking movie. Yeah, it is. Oh my god. Yeah, let's... I might actually... And there's, you know, the Hammer Draculas. Oh, yeah, that might be better. And you know what? Those aren't... Like, I've seen a bunch of those, and they're okay, but they're not, like, good. Mm. Uh, famous movie Draculas. And, like, I mean... Uh, what's-his-face in Bram Stoker's Dracula? I think is a good Dracula, but the movie is in is such, yeah. like, a lumpy mess. Uh, there's Dracula Untold. Jesus Christ. No, this is... Oh my god. Oh my god, there may not be a good Dracula movie. Ever. Yeah. Monster Squad? Oh mm. no. Oh no. I'm looking in the list. Yeah, Google going through all the movie posters. There's there's Blackula. <laughs> well, you know. Hmm. Dracula, what did they do to you? Dracula, why? Ugh. Sorry, Dracula. <laughs> no one's made a good movie about you. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right, well, problem solved. Mystery solved. Sorry, Dracula, we just left you on the fucking steps like a pile of garbage. Just like, oh, fuck it, fuck you, Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Dracula, mm. um, listener Jonathan Mitchell, he gave us a lot of feedback about our Thing episode Now, held on here. Yeah? Hold on here. What? I'm going to need you to explain how speaking of Dracula led us down to that. Because how else do we just jump tracks from that? Because we never do also, we never do listener feedback very often, so we're not no, very well practiced. We just said, speaking of Dracula, here's some things trivia from Jonathan Mitchell. <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm trying to connect Jonathan Mitchell with, hmm, with Dracula. Speaking of the undead, mm. speaking of horror movies, speaking about the podcast we're on, speaking about previous episodes, because we talked, you had just brought up Follow That Bird. Mm-hmm. Which is a previous episode, and, yeah. and speaking of previous episodes that involve wait no shut up I fucked it up just read his stuff though. <laughs> okay Jonathan Mitchell uh, he's known as John Phil Mitch on Twitter uh, yeah he just uh, gave us a couple notes just about the making of the thing because obviously we none of us either of us are really well versed in uh, the thing. Uh, the Thing is a combination with changes made of course of both the Thing from the 1950s and the quarter. Not quarter, I always mispronounce that. The Quater Mass experiment from 1955, which is a, I think it was a TV movie that was based off a series of books. In the Quater Mass experiment, an alien life form is brought back to Earth and absorbs uh, the abilities and characteristics of any organism it con- comes into contact with. Which, that's interesting. I didn't realize that, that's what that was actually about. Mm-hmm. Ennio Morricone created two scores, one synth and one instrumental, for the thing, but John Carpenter only used bits and pieces from both for the film. Uh, Carpenter also had a buddy named Alan Howarth cook up smaller bits of music for the thing, 
which were eventually compiled into an album released in 2011. Uh, Lee Van Cleef was originally supposed to play the Major Dad Captain of the Camp. Uh, that's the guy, bushy eyebrow guy. Um, yeah. And the whole Gary. thing was also supposed to be an ensemble cast. Uh, yeah, his name was Gary. It was supposed to be an ensemble cast with no one lead character, but it wasn't working out. So Carpenter promoted Kurt Russell on the flight and made him make, just said, hey, you're the lead character now, I guess. Um, Keith David supposedly doesn't have any visible breath at the end of the film. Which suggests that he is the thing, because he doesn't need to breathe. Yeah. And there's, lastly, there's a comic book sequel about Kurt Russell fighting a giant thing before it can escape in Antarctica. There's a podcast called The Things, which recreates the events of the film from the monster's perspective, which that sounds pretty cool. And lastly, there's a PS2 slash Xbox game based on the film that is not great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel bad because, yeah, Jonathan, the moment we posted that that episode, he was like, oh, shit, I wish you told me. I would have been on that podcast. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay, sorry about that, Jonathan. Um, I don't know if we'd ever talked about doing the thing before, so I don't know if we would, like, yeah. I'd, yeah, I'm not sure. yeah we no, we, we did talk week. about the week before, which suggests that he did not listen until either he missed that week's episode beforehand or listened it too late. So, in other words, nobody listened to that episode because he's the yeah. only one. Zero clicks. We're mm-hmm. talking to ourselves here. Oh, my God. Oh, um, Pootie Tang. Well, <sighs> he's Mudder on Twitter, on the Grumpy Tour on Twitter, Tardy Podcast on Twitter, Tardy Podcast.com, Tardy Podcast, all the things, share us around, all that garbage. And I think we have successfully sucked all the blood out of this movie <laughs> we can. This, this podcast is a desiccated corpse now. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite sure exactly what we're doing next week. I have a whole bunch of ideas, and actually, I spent the weekend watching a couple of movies. I my I mentioned this before. My original idea was do uh, I have two more Halloween projects, two more slots for Halloween projects available for me this month. Uh, and I was thinking about doing the 1950s version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and then following that up with the episode that we actually go live on on Halloween Day would be Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. But I've I've heard good things about movies called Night of the Demons, Night of the Comic, and Night uh, Near Dark. Oh, I've I seen watched... Night of the Demons. Have you seen Night of the Demons? I have. It's shitty. Oh, it's so shitty. It's a hell of an Evil Dead ripoff. I got half half an hour into Night of the Demons, and I shut that shit off because that was boring. <laughs> I did the same thing with Night of the Comic. Actually, I got well, an hour so into Night of the Na- Comic. Did you get to where the black guy bails in Night of the Demons? I don't think so. There's a great part where shit starts going sideways, and he's like, fuck this, I'm out, and leaps out a window. Is Night of the Demons, is that the one that starts off like a 50s parody, and there's like aliens? No. Yeah. No. I don't think I got that far. Night of the Demons is about these kids who go and hold a seance at a haunted house, or not a haunted house, an old abandoned house from 1980. Wait, did I watch the right movie? Because that is not what I watched. Yeah, you're, you must have watched the wrong thing. Night of the Demons? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what. Wait, the wait, 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 wait! I'm gonna, I gotta image search this. I mean, granted, I only watched the first half hour of it, so I only saw. Is there like a pig guy in it? Yeah. Maybe I just didn't get that far. Yeah, it's not a 1950 parody. I mean, some of them might have been dressed in 1950 shit, but. What the fuck did I watch? Because this is definitely not what I watched. I don't know what you watched. Oh no. Maybe I'll have to watch... See, that's the thing. That's why things are in flux. Because there's nothing wrong. Because I would, I would be down with watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I did watch a preview a bit of that. And that was slow enough that if we... like, It was like... Mm. 
I would say uh, I'm I'm not advocating for Night of the Demons, but if you're gonna watch it, at least get to the lipstick scene, and you'll know what happens when it happens. Okay, it, so yeah, okay. And then if you don't want to finish it after a lipstick scene, just shut it off. Yeah, we'll wrap this up soon. But like my other options were, I did watch Near Dark, which actually turned out to be pretty good, even though it had a slow first half hour. Near Dark is the vampire movie that half the cast of Aliens decided to make after Aliens because they liked working together so much. It's Bill mm. Paxton, Lance Henriksen, and the lady who played Vasquez. Uh, they play vampires, like, running around Arizona, and they, like, lure this one guy into being part of their gang, and he turns into a vampire, too, and all this cr- crazy shit goes down. And that was actually pretty good, but it is a super slow start. Um, and my other options, I was thinking, for I, I, I may have even mentioned this last year, I was thinking about if we could just fake it and do Hocus Pocus. Uh, have you seen Hocus Pocus? Yes. I've seen, I only saw Hocus Pocus fairly recently, and recently enough, I think I could still talk about it with like a relatively fresh eye, and I know fucking people love that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it would definitely be a light and fluffy thing we could watch and talk about. And... Uh, alternately, I was thinking we could also play Splatterhouse one Paku Graffiti, mm. which you love. I you keep on talking about that Splatterhouse one Paku Graffiti stop. game. That is the uh, super, not even Super Famicom for the original 8-bit Nintendo, but only in Japan. It was a prequel to Splatterhouse, where it's a side-scrolling action game where you're playing as you know the mass killer from Splatterhouse, but it's all like cheapified. It's all cutesy, like cute cartoony shit, and, like all the. It sounds. It actually looks a lot like Monster Party. Whatever the hell the game that is, mm-hmm. Monsters at the Monster Party. Whatever the hell that is. And I actually downloaded it and I actually was playing some of it. It's actually pretty cute. Or we could uh, play Friday the Thirteenth, the PS4 game, a little bit and just talk about that because. But isn't that out of the? That's within the last like year, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, just because <laughs> this it's free on PSN if you're part of PS Plus. And uh, because that game is, it's not been delisted, but they're, they stopped working on it because of licensing issues. And considering this is like <laughs> going to be the last October anyone's playing it, we could do that. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there. We don't have to make a hard and fast decision now, but there's some of the other ideas I had. If people have a preference for us doing any of those, please let us know. Otherwise, yeah, I'll try to come up, I'll try to nail down exactly what I'm going to do next week, sooner than later, so. Gotcha. But there were just some of the options. <clears throat> gotcha. There's options. Spooky yeah. options. It's I'm almost about to say fuck it, hocus pocus. Just, 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 yeah, just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. we'll figure it out. We'll figure out something. So yeah, yeah. maybe the Body Snatchers is nice, but the Blu-ray for that. There's a brand new beautiful Blu-ray coming out for that, but it's not going to come until like the day after that episode needs to be posted, which kills mm. me. So. Well, you can always swap whatever you're going to do next to that. Yeah, and like I said, if it left my own devices, I would totally do Rondo of Blood, but that comes out like the day the last... Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you and I need to talk more about this uh, ourselves, but... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was Diad, and so until next time, keep healing your soul. With heroin. Delicious heroin. Cartoff does not deserve to smell my shit. <laughs> well, goodbye, everybody. Blah. Blah. Little vampire squeak. Squeak, 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 squeak. Oh, the bee! Oh, the bee? <laughs> I'm still recording. What about the bee? Oh, no, I'm not recording. Like, yeah, this uh, this probably won't make the podcast, but I, I, well, I don't even know what joke I could have made about the bee at the end. Because no. the bee, the bee had its own coffin. That is, how, 
how has that never been mentioned before? Like know. in all the like the fucking monster movie books and stuff I've ever read, no one ever talked about like little B got a little coffin. So okay, yeah, I'm gonna shut up. Okay. okay, the end. Ha 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 ha! Come here! Help me! 